Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go on a Thursday. Big one tonight. Lakers look to seize absolute control over the Warriors and the dynasty up in the Bay Area. It's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be watching or listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Tonight is the night. Once again, we saw it against Sacramento. We saw it against the Celtics last year. We saw it in the regular season. The dynasty holding on, grabbing, holding, and every time the Warriors answer, every single time they answer, will they answer tonight? I think you and I think the Warriors will even the series up tonight. I don't I don't think it's a think. I think we know the Warriors are All winning right. tonight. There you go. Lakers, it ain't happening. Sorry. Um let me start the show with this. I've never been an awards guy. I used to have a Heisman Trophy vote. I voted one time. My guy finished like fourth, and I'm like, this is stupid. I'm not an awards guy. Uh, personally, professionally, I don't really care who wins awards. I really didn't care who won the Embiid Jokic Award, but I do think winning matters. And this is sort of a holistic rant on a macro rant on the NFL and the NBA. The reason the NFL is king, and there's a lot of reasons. We bet it. We watch it more. It's one game a week. But It's not that. That's always been the case. What has happened to the NBA over the last seven to eight to ten years is the regular season ratings are awful. And one of the reasons the regular season ratings are awful is that nobody cares about winning. Um, This is an interesting stat. And it's not an Embiid-Jokic argument. Embiid won. Happy for him. Uh, I had said a month ago I'd I'd vote for Jokic because he was on a number one seed and analytics, and, uh, you know, he played more games. But the last five players in the NBA to win the MVP, the last five players in their entire careers have one title and three final appearances. 
The previous five players to win the MVP have 15 titles and nine times as many finals appearances. There's a Kobe, LeBron, Durant, and Curry. That really is my beef. The MVP has been sort of a, uh, it's a compilation of stats and look at me. Winning doesn't mean anything anymore. So a, a prime example is, and again, it's not an Embiid versus, versus Jokic argument. Do you know the Sixers are actually 13-5 and five without Embiid this year? They have a higher winning percentage when he doesn't play. They have a higher net rating when he doesn't play. That's not even discussed. The Nuggets are awful. They're not even the same franchise when Jokic doesn't play. But the regular season is now so unimportant. Load management is a runaway train. And only recently did Adam Silver even suggest it's a problem that what happens is the regular season doesn't matter. Therefore, winning in the regular season doesn't matter. Jokic being a number one seed, that's like seventh in the pecking order. It's become a showcase of me. So when it doesn't matter if the stars play, it doesn't really matter what the record is, this is a symptom of it. It's not the cause, it's a symptom of it. It doesn't really matter that the Sixers are actually better when Embiid doesn't play. Here's something to think about. In the last 20 years, and this has been ongoing for a while, but in the last 20 years, the MVP has won a title just three times. And twice, it was just LeBron in Miami. So if you just took LeBron in Miami out in the last 20 years, it basically doesn't happen. But in the previous 20 years, half the time, the MVP won a title. Because you were part of a collective. The regular season mattered more. It was about winning and culture. And I'm not saying stats don't matter. But have we ever thought for five minutes that Harden or Westbrook were the most valuable anything? They're just talented. So that's my beef. It's not with who won it. It's what the most valuable player trophy has become. Symbolic of me and stats. Jokic being a number one seed, it's not even on the top five categories that matter anymore. So as a league, if you wonder why your NBA regular season ratings are plummeting, the audience can tell. The regular season doesn't matter. You don't care about it. It doesn't matter if stars play. 66 games. That's Embiid. That's, that's all you got to play. You can take like a quarter, 20% of the regular season off. That's my issue. Um, so it's interesting. The Lakers tonight uh, are underdogs and should be. Really, the key to this success in the last 20 games has been Anthony Davis. So as you all know, especially people in Los Angeles, um, the Lakers wanted this to become AD first, one, and LeBron 1A three years ago. But after they won a title, AD came in out of shape the following season. It did not sit well in the organization. Now, in his last 20 games, AD's had zero defensive clunkers and almost no offensive clunkers. In March, he averaged 28 and 12, and he, not LeBron, was the reason they got here. And you can see LeBron appreciating it. LeBron now takes more threes than ever before. It's easier. You don't have to race back on defense when you shoot a 26-footer. LeBron's not shooting the ball well, but he's shooting more because it's easier. 
And I think LeBron psychologically knows, hey, man, I just got seven, eight minutes of fastballs in this thing. I'm going to let the game come to me, and it's, Le- it's AD's team. But when the Lakers went out and got Anthony Davis, actually, it was a dream scenario. Year one, they won a title. It was AD dominating in the bubble, LeBron out of his prime but still productive, and just a bunch of movable parts. Then there was the next several years where AD was brittle, off and out of shape, LeBron was aging, playing less, and the movable parts were often toxic, like Westbrook. But what's encouraging for the Lakers is in the last 20 games, it's become the bubble again. Peripheral guys that are not going to win games, but they can, Jared Vanderbilt, Austin Reeves, D'Lo, have moments that help, like KCP and Kuzma back then. But it's been a dominant AD and a past-his-prime LeBron who is great in spurts. So it does feel like a bubble year. And the other reason it feels like a bubble year, if you go back to the COVID bubble situation in Orlando, what happened? It was a strange, strange season. In the bubble, as we've noted again this year, veteran teams flourish in the playoffs. Young teams disintegrate. Cleveland this year disintegrated. Memphis disintegrated. Sacramento, good fight out in the first round. But in the COVID year, because the veteran players miss their families, miss their kids, except for LeBron and AD, all the old teams unraveled. It was a weird year. Well, I would argue this has been the second strangest year. The Warriors had chemistry issues that were so bad, they were like the third worst road team in the league. Milwaukee's already been rolled. The Knicks are suddenly good and viable, though they have one dependable score. Um, Memphis, John Morant situation, a mess. And at the end of the year, Kawhi and Paul George were out in the playoffs. So now all of a sudden, we again have a very weird year. Chemistry problems with the Warriors? The, a one seed's already been bounced. Boston now in close games, forget the blowouts, in close games is a 500 team. 13-13 in situational clutch games this year. So it is, there is a feeling around the Lakers, are we getting another kind of off year, weird year, strange year, dominant AD, LeBron out of his prime but productive, movable parts, and you take advantage of a little crevice, a little opening in the West to get to the finals. We'll find out tonight. My guess is the Warriors tie it up. But a win by A.D. and the Lakers, he has not had many clunkers in his last 20, would really put a stamp on probably the end of the dynasty. Shaq last night on Anthony Davis. I'm going to tell him, like Phil, Pat, and the sergeants to tell me, do it again. I used to be a dad had a good game. I'm not impressed. Do it again. And Chuck is right. They will only go as far as he takes them. That was impressive. That 30 and 20, I have nothing to say about that. But guess what, young man? We got three more to go. Yeah, AD has, there have been two ADs. The bubble year and this. In between, out of shape, getting hurt, kind of toxic, doesn't work, disappointment. So can this become the bubble year? It is a strange, strange NBA season. Many stars didn't play. The MVP only plays, what, 65, 66 games. Chemistry issues. Kawhi Paul George out. Denver a number one seed. Milwaukee already rolled. It's kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. I'm not a believer. 
I'm not. I do not see the Lakers capable of winning four series with old LeBron well past his prime, now relying on threes and shooting way too many of them, though not hitting them, and it's a cross-your-finger scenario with AD and his health. But I would say, even people I respect, I'm in the minority. I do not see this as a championship team. I just think their ceiling is incredibly low offensively. If AD's off, has a clunker, gets injured, I don't know where the points come from. But I'm in the minority. A lot of people think this is a championship team. And I don't I don't know if you do. You don't think they're a championship team. I don't think so. They're in the semifinals. Of course they can win the championship. I mean, they'll need some breaks here to get there. But my guess is tomorrow, right about this time, we'll be talking about, this is why you got to get rid of Anthony Davis. He just doesn't show up. He's inconsistent. You know, we saw it in the Memphis series. Awesome game. Next game comes out, four for 14. Foul trouble, not attacking the basket. Just a little too inconsistent for me. I'll say this. If they do pull off the win, we're going to have to do some apologizing to Mr. <laughs> Anthony Davis. He has been, this last 20 games, has been what he was year one. Now, year one, he got a three-and-a-half-month break because of COVID. So he came in incredibly dynamic and healthy. I don't quite see it this year. These playoffs, are they take a long time. I mean, just think of how, how many great games we watched in Sacramento-Golden State. <laughs> That's round one. <laughs> I mean, like the first round, the NBA playoffs of all the playoffs and all the sports last longer than uh, uh, baseball playoffs fly by. There's not as many games. NFL, couple weekends. NBA playoffs are forever. Yeah. I love the NBA playoffs, but think about all we've seen so far. Milwaukee out, Kings Warriors series. We just started round two. <laughs> So we have two more rounds before we get to the seven-game finals. That's a lot of games, potentially, for AD to carry a team. His history says the other night, LeBron and AD played over 40 minutes each. That's only the third time all year. Like, it's not, it's not how they're built. Yeah. Right? Marathon, not a sprint, right? And uh, AD, not a marathon man. That's for right. Sure. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You're now entering the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible Great Rates. None of the bull. Uh, years ago, uh, I've told the story in, in kind of, I was, I was a young sportscaster. I got a very lucky job. My first job out of college, I worked in Las Vegas, and I was doing AAA play-by-play of a baseball team, the Las Vegas Stars. Very, very lucky break. Great people. And I was on my way to, uh, you know, a career. And in that time, uh, Jerry Tarkanian and the Rebels were number one in the country in basketball. And uh, Mike Tyson was emerging uh, as an ascending star in boxing. And Tyson was fascinating to watch. His personal life was all over the map, and he didn't always have the greatest support system. But he was always dominant. A lot of early knockouts in his career. But what you watched was, because he didn't have great management all the time or great ring people, great corner people, is that in close fights, uh, as his career went on, uh, situationally, he wasn't a great fighter. He didn't get great advice. He wasn't great in close fights. And the later rounds, the more you pushed him past those early knockouts, he was a very dubious fighter. It didn't matter if it was against a Holyfield, a Lennox Lewis, or a night that he wasn't in the best shape, Buster Douglas. Uh, Tyson had a way to win. It made him spectacular. And But I always worried about him in close fights. He wasn't the same fighter. He didn't have the same swag, the same confidence, and the same abilities. And when I watch the Celtics, I feel like they're becoming that. Now, we can bang on Jason Tatum for having a bad night. He got into foul trouble, blah, blah, blah. Celtics blew out the Sixers. Celtics blow out teams all the time. They led the NBA in point differential. The Celtics blew out the Bucks by 41 in March. That's never the issue. What I worry about in the Celtics is game one. Game, game, game two last night means nothing. It's a blowout. They're holding serve at home, right? You've got to win that game. But they're two and three in clutch time games in the playoffs, which to me is so bizarre because they have the same core four, the same core three or four guys they've had for six years. This year, they were 49 and 15 in games decided by six or more. It's the Mike Tyson quality. They blow people out. They get ahead. They get this, this, this newfound confidence in blowout games. It's like they're a different team. But they were a 500 team, 13 and 13 in games decided by five or less. I kept watching those games to get Atlanta down the stretch. Put them away. You're watching game one against Philadelphia. They had it. Put them away. So I don't take anything out of last night. I don't worry about Jason Tatum having a clunker. It happens all the time. But in the playoffs, the further you go, the closer the games historically get. And I just don't think this team has a lot of offensive clarity. I don't take anything from last night. I said I don't take a ton from the Lakers-Warriors game one. The Lakers, with an older star team, had two extra days rest. The Warriors came off a grueling, emotional, tough seven-game series, turned around, didn't have much of a game plan, kind of felt out the Lakers, had a chance to win it late or tie it late, which is remarkable in itself. But it's going to be interesting. We've had two seasons now with the Celtics, and it's the same sort of truth. You don't trust them in big spots in close games. They're great in blowouts. They were great in blowouts last year. They're great in blowouts. They blew somebody out last night with Tatum having a bad night, which it happens, okay? But the fact that he can be that bad and they can still blow out Philadelphia, it's kind of what they've become. 
But we, we like to blame this new coach. But this morning, we were looking up numbers. It was the same thing last year. They weren't good in close games. And we loved their coach last year. We thought he was a go-getter. They'd found the guy, and then he had you know personal missteps, and he got bounced. But um, like last night's a classic playoff game I don't take anything from. Philadelphia got the win in game one without Embiid. That's the story of the series. And the second story is you can't just win like last night. They have this confidence that emerges in blowouts. But when situationally it gets tight, it gets close, I don't think they always know what they are. And so uh, that's the interesting part of this series to me. Boston should win. They've got a core. It's a long-standing core. They play real defense. They're very good at home. They do so. I said the other day, there's so much about the Celtics I like. There's very little about them I love. Uh, here's Jalen Brown on taking game two. We just got to take more pride in ourselves, you know, and that's it, you know. Um, we just feel like, you know, we underperformed last game and we wanted to come out and play to the best of our ability. Um, and that's what, that's what we did. Still like the Celtics. Still don't trust the Sixers, but I don't take anything from last night. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Totally agree. I mean, Tatum was such a non-factor. Yeah. Didn't matter. I think he was trying to get Brown off, right? He wanted Brown to get involved. Remember, game one, Brown took a lot of shots early. That did nothing. Yeah. And there was concern. Oh, what's going on with these two? Tatum's like, you got this, you know, Brown. Take over. Well, there's one of the things that I think you and I both say is it would be better if the playoff series were three or five games. So what what happens is if a road team wins a game early on the road, you can take the next night off. And like Philadelphia just wasn't emotionally ready. So you get a really bad product for the last hour and a half of it. I just don't take anything from last night. I thought the situational basketball without Embiid in game one, it's like, wow. Like Philadelphia knew exactly what they were. Harden and Maxi rinse and repeat. Even without Embiid, they created a real clarity. And what worries me about the Celtics is, dude, it's been smart. It's been Brown. It's been Tatum. Brogdon was good last night. He was, but it's been like you have this core of guys. They're all in like year six. Like, why aren't they better in close games? That's when the Warriors. Still young. Remember, what, what had Curry done by year six? Like nothing. He didn't want, I don't think he had done anything really. Maybe you're. Five or six was the MVP, but like early years in the career, it's tough. Tatum, these guys are like. Does it feel early like 20s. early? I think Marcus Smart, because of how he's hard a bit he of plays. A veteran, right. Well, I think like he's I, he's out of his prime. I think he's a really good player, but I I do think when you play like Marcus Smart, you age fast. Remember, these guys started out with the Isaiah Thomas had a year with them. Remember where they went uh, the, um, yes. to like the conference finals? Then Kyrie Irving was there, and it was like, you know, it wasn't their team. Now it's their team. Uh, they're going to the finals, Colin. You think so? Yeah. By the way, does Darvin Ham pull the plug on AD and LeBron in the fourth quarter tonight if they're down 10? Knowing that you've got another game Saturday night? No, that's a, it's, a great, it's a really great question. Because he didn't do it in Memphis. Everybody was imploring to. Remember they were getting blown out by like 25? Save him! Yeah. Save him! And so he didn't. The, the big advantage the Lakers had in game one is now over, which yeah. is a 48-hour rest oh, advantage. Yeah. That's over. And they don't have a ton of scoring depth. So whereas Golden State, Wiggins will play better. Poole, Clay, Steph always give you good, you know, points. Remember, so I, I gave out uh, Jordan Poole for game one points, and he crushed it. I have one for tonight. Lakers. I'll give it later. Okay, you will. Yeah, we'll All okay. right, let's go to the NFL. We got to talk about the Jets because, listen, they are super interesting. You love Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Listen, Jets players are a little starstruck by Aaron Rodgers. Here's Jets linebacker Quincy Williams on what it's like to see the legendary Hall of Famer at practice. 
I ain't gonna lie to you, I was kind of starstruck at first because it was like, we warm up right next to each other. So it was just like, I was like, hold on, let me just take a little minute, take this in, watch a few throws a little bit and send them in the green. So uh, just took that in a little bit. It was like, all right, now let's get to work <laughs> so we can get them more opportunities to throw the ball. <laughs> Can't wait to watch it. Yeah. I got the over-unders from yesterday. The, uh, the Jets are nine and a half. Yeah. You feel that's a little disrespectful. A little light. By the way, Atlanta's eight and a half, so it is disrespectful. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Well, we'll talk about Atlanta later. By the way, I was a little starstruck seeing Snoop uh, before he was on Undisputed. I came over I to say hi. I walk up and I see Snoop there. I'm like, all instantly flashback to like, you know, high school days, driving around in my parents' car, Snoop. blasting Snoop Dogg. He's dog. been on our show before. He said he's going to come on uh, when USC is number one in the country. Uh, so that'll be September when they get off to a roaring start. And uh, Snoop loves his Lakers, his Steelers, and his Trojans. Yeah. Those are his teams. Very kind gentlemen. Yes. Uh, let's move on. Jordan Poole missed that game-tying three late in the game. Not your favorite guy, Jordan Poole. Not mine. Um, listen, the Warriors fans are kind of sick of him. He's a bit of a chucker. He's a heat-check guy. And uh, Draymond Green, though, the guy who punched him out, he has Poole's back after that game-winning uh, missed shot. I know everyone's talking about the last three that he missed. Quite frankly, I, I like the shot. Obviously, you know, you tell him to eat up the space and, and take three a little bit closer as there was, you know, he could have eaten up the space, but Jordan can shoot the ball, and he got a good look at it. Yeah, I, I don't understand the criticism. People said, it's... well, if he'd have taken a dribble. No. He, these NBA athletes are so fast at closing so long. Especially with 10 seconds left in a game. Lakers I mean, could have just fouled him. Said, we're going to give you the free throws. We're not letting you shoot the game tie right. three. By the way, remember the Bucks against the Heat? Uh, last couple seconds, Bucks couldn't even get a shot off because everybody's hot potato in I mean, it. Look, at, look at how you close. shoot the ball. Look at so, how quickly Jared Van Vanderbilt gets over. Yeah, so he if he takes, a, takes dribble. a dribble, Jared Vanderbilt, who's longer, is in his face. And then Poole's like forced to pass it. Uh, I'll say this. The one criticism, maybe, is Steve Kerr had a timeout. And Steve Kerr is a a genius when it comes to these ATOs. Could he have dialed up something for Steph or Clay or Well, Poole? he said he felt Steph was going to be doubled, so he said somebody was going to be open. He was right. I, 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 I felt Wiggins was incredibly tentative. Wiggins had three or four good-looking shots and didn't take any of them. It's like, Andrew, go back to the finals. We're going to need 22 points from you tonight. And, and he's more than capable of doing that. You think he's a little worn down defending LeBron? Because he played a lot on LeBron, and LeBron's like well, 260 backing you down. I I, I'm, I don't think you and I are being apologists for the, the dubs. They came out of a seven-game series where they had to play, you know, uh, they had to play seven core guys a lot. They didn't play Kaminga in that series, right? So the Warriors played seven core guys a ton in a seven-game emotional series. Did you notice how few minutes all their guys played? Wiggins, 33. Yeah. AD played 44. LeBron played 40. Draymond, 34. Wiggins, 33. So it's just like one of these things that it's not an excuse. The first game of a playoff series, it's always been this way. One team is really rested. Yeah. One team comes out of a long series. That's always an edge to the rested team, especially LeBron, AD. These guys have been around the league. I thought the Lakers had a real offensive and defensive game plan and implemented it, and I felt like the Warriors were kind of just like feeling it out. And the Steve Kerr counterpunch is coming tonight. Yeah. Uh, final story, let's stick with the Lakers. Uh, this is funny. So they had that midseason roster overhaul. I think they're number one in the league in defense since that trade when they got rid of Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly.
Patrick Beverly has a podcast because everyone has a podcast. And he said he ran into Westbrook at the gym. And Russ told Patrick Beverly, if the Lakers win, I want my ring. No. Russell Westbrook, I guess he's not confident he's going to get a ring elsewhere in the league. I mean, are the Clippers keeping him? I wouldn't want one. From the Lakers? No, like I... They got better when he left. Was it, there was a, at least a one-month stretch where he was maybe the sixth man of the league. Maybe. Kind of integral at times in December. I don't know. Well, it does feel kind of like a cheap ring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would, would you would you, would you you want it? It's tough to... I mean, they got rid of you. They did not want you. Yeah. So They just, got better without you. Yes. I mean, I mean you can't flex that ring. You could I think, probably. Flaunt I think it, if but Russell, what does he need the money for? I think if Russell Westbrook had led with Kevin Durant OKC to a title, he wouldn't want the ring. I think it. I think he's at the point now. He's trying to validate some stuff because he's had a disappointing end to his career, and he, you know he wants to kind of validate it and get a ring so that people can say, "Yeah, he's never a part of a ring." That's fine. I don't care. I mean, I, I think we're kind of done talking about Russell Westbrook. I thought he had a well, nice series. It'll be. Um, there is some interest. Do the Clippers bring Russell Westbrook back? I, I would not, but uh, t- uh, Ty Lu. by the way, there's all sorts of interesting rumors out there about Ty Lu. Is he he wants to leave, maybe? Well, Ty Lu's a really good coach. And he Ty Lu with- is tired of the nonsense. Oh. So if you're going to keep giving me Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and, and I'm taking the hit for it, so let me tell you something. Ty Lue on the market would be on the market for about five minutes. So uh, Budenholzer of Milwaukee has not been fired yet. There was a lot of talk. I'm not. You know, I'm no not ownership sa- change in Milwaukee. I'm not saying Ty Lue is starting this. I'm saying there is stuff percolating in the agent world, coaching world, that, uh, and I think it's very fair to say Ty Lue is taking a hit. And he, his hands are tied here. Well, what, what if I showed up here and was like, eh, I don't think I can go today, Cowherd. I can't. I can't. And you, no, you don't even get it. You I just it like regularly. Yeah. All the time. Wouldn't you be like, hey, we got to do something about this. And then the ratings go down. And then I, I take the hit for it. And the staff takes the hit. And I think I think Ty Lue's in a tough spot. I. That's it. This is interesting. You just got a little interesting there. No, but I'm, 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 I, I don't have, I'm not. I'm not here to break a story. When I start hearing stuff and getting DM'd, and, and then I DM somebody and ask, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's out there. Well, I wonder. Ty's getting frustrated with the Clippers situation. And he's a good guy. He's a great coach. And his whole career, he's dealt with, you know, I mean, God, the Cleveland stuff, the Kyrie stuff. If you go back to his career, he's dealt with it. You know, he was on those Shaq Kobe teams. He's dealt with a lot of ego and he's managed it very well. Do you think he is trying to maybe put that out there so Paul George and Kawhi hear it and be like, hey, no, I think unless you guys get this get your act together, I'm gonna look for some other work. No, I think there's potentially good job openings, and his name is the one that is at the very top of the list. Listen, we know that Kerr and Spolstra, and they deserve this, are kind of the top situational. I think they're the top game coaches in the league. I think Kerr and Spolstra are just great. Oh. I think there's a bunch of good coaches, but I think Kerr and Spolstra have separated. The fact that Miami can win playoff games with this roster is nonsense. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So I think Spolstra and Kerr are viewed as like the best coach in the conference. Give me the next five. Ty Lue's at the very top of that okay. list. If I, you're I'm Ty Lue, would you leave for the Cleveland Cavaliers job? Donovan Mitchell, Mobley, Darius Garland. But you have to... Well, sorry, Cleveland. You have to live in Cleveland instead of no, LA. Let's, let's, Cleveland no, no, that's good. a big change, man. If you, you go to the wife and kids, <laughs> hey, we're leaving LA. Here we come, Akron, or whatever, you know. Listen. That, that's Ohio not easy. Ohio Springs are second to none. I'm sure they are. Yeah. But 
That's an interesting. But, and, but Milwaukee. But, but, that, but I would now Milwaukee. You get now Milwaukee's different. I, I'm just saying, I think Ty wants to stay with the Clippers. But he's got this thing for one more year. Like, how long can you keep going back to this Kawhi thing? Yeah. It's just insane. Um, you done? Yeah. All right. <laughs> J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Now, I'll ask you, if you were Steve Ballmer, what would you do with it? Do you start? I mean, like, listen. Uh, how's this? I wouldn't do what Memphis did and pull the ripcord on Dylan Brooks this early. I don't have to do anything. That's I've got right. some time. Yeah. Exit interviews. Trade see deadline. who else is on the market. Okay. It's frustrating, though. I mean, they're wa- their Clippers are sitting watching the Lakers, who were a disaster at the trade deadline. They make a move, and then you're the Clippers in the same building. You've never been given respect in the market, and you're looking up, and it's like, not them again. That would be like the Yankee. The Mets spent a fortune this year in base. It's like $350 million right, payroll. Yeah, yeah. And that would be like the Mets in the postseason. They get whacked in like a playing game or something, you know. And all of a sudden, the Yankees are moving to the second round on the year the city thought it was the, the Mets season. And you're already the, dog, the, the underdog historically in the city. And I mean, it's, it's like the Lakers and the Yankees. Like in a year, you're like, a bit of a mess, and all of a sudden you flourish in the postseason. Because baseball and basketball, nobody's watching the regular season. It's about the postseason. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your priorities straight. Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already. I don't care. Listen to it again. Yeah, great point there, Tony. Thank anyway, you. so you listening out there, make sure and go do that and uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. 
Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Saturday on Fox, it's Boston versus Philly as Rafael Devers and the Red Sox take on the Phillies. Or the Orioles battle Ronald Acuna and the Braves. It all begins Saturday at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on Fox. So the story yesterday on the Cow- Cowboys are a very interesting team. I don't. I think they'll be less effective this year than they were last year. I think losing Kellen Moore hurts. Uh, I think their wide receiving core is an ankle twist to C.D. Lamb from being bad. Uh, their offensive line still feels like it's kind of in transition. And now Micah Parsons says, "I want to be an edge rusher." Now, I will say edge rushers make a lot more money than linebackers, and he was already making this move last year or about 75% of the time he was at edge rush, and he's going to put on more weight. But as the NFL, due to safety, has changed and pivoted uh, to offense, two or three positions have gotten really valuable. Uh, None of those are linebacker, quarterback, wide receiver, edge rusher to get the quarterback. Safeties, linebackers, uh, running backs don't mean as much. So I, I pay attention to what the winning teams are doing. For instance, the winning Cincinnati Bengals bailed on two really good safeties. They were expensive. The losing Chicago Bears with a defensive coach went and bought two expensive linebackers. Seattle and Buffalo, I like them both. Defensive coaches pay a lot for safeties. The Kansas City Chiefs, after Chris Jones, Keep that defense young and really, really cheap. Micah Parsons sees the truth. There's no money at linebacker going forward. The big money, with the good teams especially, edge rusher. Maybe a top corner. The Steelers, defensive coach, spend most of their money on defense. The Rams, an offensive coach, spend the least now. They moved off Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey. The Rams now spend the least on their defense. You watch their draft, all young guys. They want to go Kansas City. Kansas City offensive coach, Rams offensive coach. You pay one great defensive lineman, and you go young and cheap throughout. So I think think that's the direction of the NFL. New England, a defensive coach. Signed a three-year contract to a wide receiver that doesn't separate and drafted guards and kickers. Slowest offense in the AFC. Sean Payton goes to Denver. They don't have many picks because of the Russell Wilson trade. What did they do? Went and immediately got a speed receiver. So I think, I think what we're, we're seeing in the NFL, and Micah Parsons sees it, is that linebacker not only 
does it mostly not make money, but the teams that are paying big money for linebackers are poorly run teams. Like the Bears went out, we're going to pay for linebackers. I don't see the Chiefs doing that. Chiefs defense, they started like four rookies. They had nine or ten play. Rams, Andy Reid's teams, and Sean McVay's teams, those are the last two Super Bowl winners, basically pay one great defensive lineman, and then and both have gotten rid of a really good corner. Jalen Ramsey goes to the Dolphins. A great corner for the Chiefs went to the Niners. But in both instances, Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, will pay for an all-timer, and then we're just going to go young and cheap on defense. We're going to draft defense, go young and cheap. That, to me, is the future. And so that's, that's the future on a macro level for the sport. The offensive coaches get it. It's a speed perimeter league. There's four or five positions that matter. And even the defensive teams and the defensive coaches like Buffalo and Seattle that I like, spending money on safeties, that is not the way to go in this league. Just not. Uh, I did see the over and unders came down yesterday. Now, these are called future bets. They're my favorite actual bets. Uh, there's a number. So DraftKings, FanDuel, both give you a number. And you have to bet, will they win over that number they give you? There's a lot of half, seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half. Do you bet over or do you bet under? Now, fans, as a general rule, tend to bet over. Fans are optimistic. Uh, you know, fans are rooting for their team. So I looked yesterday, on, I, I posted something about the Houston Texans. Everybody was bet the over, bet the O. Everybody loves their team. So um, I thought I have two takes on the over and unders that were released yesterday. My number one take is only five of 32 NFL teams are seen as poor. Arizona, Houston, five and a half wins. I think Houston's going to top that. Um, Tampa, Indy, and the Commanders all kind of crossing their fingers at quarterback are at six and a half. Now, it should be noted that Arizona would probably be seven and a half or eight if they had their quarterback. So it's really, that. take that one off. It's four teams out of 32, really, that are viewed as poor. That's like 12.5%. A third of baseball teams can't compete. It may be higher than that. A third of NBA teams feel like they're soft tanking or they're unwatchable. So we've only got really four teams in the NFL that feel like next year is kind of a, it's kind of a hopeless year. Again, Two of those teams, minimum, maybe three, you know, they're going to get a quarterback in next year's draft, which is a great, great draft next year. Two superstar college quarterbacks. So that's my first take, is that the NFL has always been the sport of hope. One of the reasons the NFL has fewer awful teams is because general managers, when they make a mistake or an owner, don't get trapped. It's amazing how punitive the NBA and baseball are. If a GM, let's just say, makes a bad acquisition, everybody makes mistakes. Michael Jordan missed half his shots. But the NFL doesn't punish you if you sign a guy. Years ago, the, 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 the Patriots signed like Albert Hainsworth, and he just didn't want to practice. They rolled the dice. So I think leagues should be constructed to allow teams to take big swings and then not be severely punished for years. It's like my kids. I want my kids to take chances. If they fail, my kids aren't going to take any more chances. They're going to sell insurance for the rest of their life, live in a small house, be petrified to move out of it. I want my kids to take big swings, travel, buy a house, roll the dice, buy a stock, take big swings in life. But baseball and the NBA punish teams. If you take a big swing and it doesn't work, you're trapped in many cases. The NFL, you can just move off it. Like, hey, we took a big swing on Albert Hainsworth. It didn't work. 
It didn't work. Uh, you know, New England took a huge swing, right? They, I'm going to get Randy Moss, bring him into the culture. It worked for a couple of years. It was better for the sport. Those Brady Moss teams were wildly entertaining. I like that Dallas took a big swing on Kyrie Irving. I like it. It was drama. It was, it was a tire fire, but it was good drama. I think you should be able to take big swings. So the NFL doesn't punish their teams, their owners, their GMs. When they take a big swing, it doesn't work. You can move off guys quickly. The second thing is on this over-under that I don't even know what to make of this. Vegas makes very few mistakes. Um, when they do make mistakes, the wise guys, or as they're called, the sharps, if they make a bad line Monday morning, the wise guys are all over it, and they bet it up or down within like three hours. And Vegas does make mistakes, but in the regular season, uh, they, don't, they don't last long. They move the line very quickly. J-Mac, tell me I'm out of my gourd. The Atlanta Falcons at eight and a half wins is the strangest line I've ever seen. Now, think about this. Desmond Ritter's their quarterback. Green Bay is at only seven and a half wins, also in a wonky division, also in the NFC, but at least that quarterback, Jordan Love, has been in the system three years. We got like four games of Desmond Ritter last night. Is he the guy? He could very well be a career backup. Minnesota won their division. Eight and a half wins. Atlanta, eight and a half. Seattle, a playoff team. Another amazing draft. Eight and a half wins. The Falcons at eight and a half wins. The Steelers, who we both think are an absolute buy. The greatest draft, arguably, and they played very well at the end of the year. Eight and a half wins. How in God's name with Desmond Ritter, I know the division's weak. Can you be an eight and a half win team? Now, Atlanta's got one of the weaker schedules. I get it. But that doesn't historically matter when you have a C quarterback. Hmm. It, like New England for years, because their division was so bad, they were almost guaranteed a weaker schedule. The Jets were bad. The Dolphins were bad. The Bills were bad. They got six bad games. Six bad teams. So even though they were a number one seed, their schedule was always very middle-of-the-pack difficult. But they had Brady, so they won those games. Atlanta is the safest underbet. Am I out of my mind here? Eight and I, who's betting so, nine okay. wins on Atlanta? I'll ask. Do you know how many wins they had last year? Six. Seven. They won seven games last year with, like, uh, I don't even know who their quarterback was. Like, who was their starting quarterback last year? They didn't have a lot of dudes, and they managed seven wins. Now the division got weaker. Tom Brady's gone. I think you can give him two well, wins I, over I, Tampa. I would argue, you could argue New Orleans is better with Derek Carr. No, well, and you look at New I, Orleans' total. Okay, but I would argue Carolina and New Orleans could be better because I think Bryce Young and Frank Reich are a major upgrade from Baker Mayfield and Matt Rule. So, so Carolina is going to be better okay. And I think with Derek Carr, the Saints will be better. I'm not saying they're great, but they're better than last year. So what version. are the Falcons in the division? Three and three or four and two? I think they're a third place team. I think well, they'll take the under. I mean, I that's a stay away for me, but usually clearly a, Vegas knows something that you and I do not or know. Or they made a huge mistake. They could have hung a bad line. It's possible. Hour <laughs> <laughs> <Happens>. two next. <laughs> Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 